This episode of the podcast is brought to you by adopting a camel and getting it registered as a service animal, then bringing it with you to a movie theater while stuffing its humps with snacks so you don't have to pay for any at the theater. Ruben, the world does keep moving. It can be a damn cruel place. But those moments of stillness when this crappy, mundane world suddenly becomes radiant and magnificent. All the fear is gone. That place will never abandon you. What? I can't hear you, Zach. What? 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 What'd you say? Today we're doing the sound of metal. We're here. <laughs> uh, welcome to Roller Credits, the podcast. I'm Frank. I'm Zach. And today, if you didn't know, we're doing the sound of metal. In case you couldn't hear us. <laughs> um, and I'm very excited to talk about this. this. This movie came out last year. It's an Amazon original. It's like mm-hmm. a little indie film. And I was like hearing some buzz around it. And I was like, all right, I'm going to give it a fucking shot. And then immediately, I would, from the opening shot, I was oh, like, yeah. I'm going to love this movie. And I proceeded to love the movie. It's awesome. Yeah, it's, it's really, really cool. It's very sad. It is probably the most heavily depicted film in general of being like this is what it's like to be deaf yeah and it is incredible and i had chills the entire like literally the entire movie i had chills (laughs) yeah better than dune oh Um, hold up now hold up (laughs) you know what too before we get into it I've, i've been like thinking and i know like we when we did blade runner we were both like god this movie sucks and like it's so bad and then I don't know if it's like because it's such a cult classic and it's like that, but over the past few weeks, I've been thinking to myself, I was like, you know what? I really like the concept. You know, Harrison Ford wasn't that bad in it. The villain was awesome. I think I like Blade Runner. Yeah. It's like, it's like one of those, mo- well, it's just like one of those things where it's like, it has like some really incredible like aspects to it. But then there's just like, it's just not executed perfectly. Yeah. You know, it's just like one of those things where it's like, okay, cool. Like you have, like you said, like a really cool like idea and concept, but like a cool idea and concept is, if it's not executed well, it can only take you so far. Exactly. And like when you get into like that middle portion of that movie where he's like, where they go to like that one guy's house and it's just like a complete derailing of the story mm-hmm. that like just ruined it for me. Yeah. I it's, don't a, know. it's a flawed, <laughs> it's a flawed good movie. I know if I would watch it now, I'd be like, oh, this sucks. But then a week later, I'd be like, you know what? I think I want to watch Blade Runner. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, we're not doing Blade Runner. Yeah. Uh, so Zach, give us the rundown. All right. So Sound of Metal came out in 2019. It was directed by Darius Matter. Uh, you have Riz Ahmed, who plays Ruben Stone, your main character. You have Olivia Cook who plays Lou, his girlfriend, and you have Paul Racy who plays Joe, his basically mentor. Yeah. And that's really all you need in this film. Yep. And a very simple plot is a guy who's a drummer with uh he's in like a heavy metal band mm-hmm. with his girlfriend slash fiance. They suck, by the way. Well, yeah. They they're they're not they're not It's great. not good music. No, but they, you know, they got they got their their, their little they got stuff following. Going on. <laughs> um and he ends up beginning to like rapidly lose his hearing. Mm-hmm. I think and they said like you have 24% in the left ear and like 22% in the right ear. Yeah, and it's just him then dealing with the loss of his hearing and then the drug addiction that he had and his relationship and there's a lot to unpack yeah uh but at its core it's pretty much a guy struggling with the loss of his hearing mm-hmm. 
And yeah, I mean, again, like I said right at the beginning of this, like from the opening shot, I mean, definitely an indie film. Yes. And a beautiful one at that. There are some really, really nice shots in this film, though. Like from right afterwards when they're playing their first show and you get like that stationary shot of the entire RV as like Ruben's waking up. Immediately, I was like, this is going to be really good, like (laughs) cinematic wise, like shot for shot wise. I mean, the opening shot when you have like that handheld camera walking in on... Uh, on him playing the drums and like the music is playing and he is so jacked he's in freaking this film. ripped i'm like i kind of have a crush on him i, I know like, right i was like man the hair the the tattoos i was like you know what yeah that tattoo across the, the <laughs> chest that says please kill me I'm like please kill me <laughs> do your worst <laughs> oh i don't know i think i'm into snuff stuff all of a sudden <laughs> It's uh no, but for real, you know. It, but all right, all jokes aside, mm-hmm. Riz Ahmed's performance Fantastic. is incredible. Like, completely blew me away. Mm-hmm. Like by like by him. Like, because in this entire film is on his shoulders. Yeah, and if he was like not fully capable of like being a great actor and wasn't like you know giving a compelling performance his whole film would have just crumbled Mm -hmm. but i mean he's so good and we haven't really seen him in much else no um before we turn this on we talked about like he was in nightcrawler and then i've seen him in rogue one and that's it yeah so like i think this might be the start of like oh like i feel like like in the future we're gonna start seeing a lot more of him I would hope so at this point. Yeah. Because he's really good. Like, yeah. Like, he comes off so abrasive and so, like, confrontational. Yeah. But, like, it's coming from a place where he's scared and, like, he doesn't know what to do yeah. with his life at this point. And, like, he's just quickly trying to think of, like, okay, okay, like, what do I do? Like, okay, I got to get the implants. Well, how do I do that? I got to make money. So, we got to do shows. I don't care. Like, I'll just go to your queue. Like, whatever. Like, we'll make it work. Yeah. And when he quickly realizes that that doesn't work, he goes on, like, this tangent of, like, okay, what do we do? Right. And you're basically seeing, like, a man just, like, struggling. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, pretty much for the entirety of the movie. Um, there are some, like, really, like, sweet, like, bright spots of the film. Like, mm-hmm. when he actually gets to the, I don't know, the retreat or whatever you want to call it, the, yeah. the house. Um, in which Joe is like rehabilitating people and like getting all these people who are deaf uh, to just kind of cope with it mm-hmm. and make them realize that it's not a disability that they have. Yeah. It's just, I don't know, like he has like that really powerful line like towards the end of the movie when, when him and uh, when they have like their last kind of like, like conversation and he's like, you know, Somebody who thinks that being deaf is a disability, like, can't stay here, mm-hmm. pretty much. And you have him just like, damn. Like, yeah. And him, like, realizing, I mean, you know, that he fucked up. And there's kind of, like, I mean, a very just shitty kind of, what I don't know, like, how long, like, the course of, like, how many months this film takes over, like, is supposed to, like, take place over. Mm-hmm. I it imagine a like, few. Yeah, it feels like... At least six months. Yeah, like roughly. He by the end, like he knows how to do sign language. So right. like it you can't just pick that up and be like, Oh, I know now. Right. And then also, you know, like with his girlfriend, she's like in France or Paris, right? Like yeah, that seems living weird. with her dad. Uh and like she's kind of doing her own thing and like whatever. So like it it seems that like time really has passed. Mm-hmm. Uh and um, you know, by the end of it, I mean he He's he's kind of almost in a worse place 
mentally, I believe. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, like, just the relationship itself with Lou. Yeah. I want to I wanna talk about that. Um, first off, Olivia Cook. I hated her. <laughs> I hated her bleach blonde eyebrows for some reason for most of the film. I don't know. Like, I just couldn't get past that. Mm-hmm. She's a very pretty girl. It's just like by the end of it, I was like, okay, you're better now. <laughs> but um, but their relationship itself, I watched the trailer and I was almost like, oh shit, from the trailer, it seems like he's going to become almost like abusive or like he he becomes like mentally abusive to her like just yelling at her constantly and i'm glad they didn't go down that route but there is definitely something to both of them where they are very codependent on each other and the separation between them really just puts into place by the end like you know they really like she didn't need him as much as he needed her i feel like yeah and they're actually kind of bad for each other they are um Um, she's like kind of she like harms herself and kind of has like these kind of like weird. She she like she gets, scratches like, herself. She gets very uh, antsy and like very like uh, like high anxiety. Like when he's around, it's never really like dived into too deeply as like why. Um, I just think that it's a lot of maybe that it's just a simple fact that like the type of music that they're making together, she feels like obligated to do it, and mm-hmm. she maybe she's not really like into that anymore, but she wants to make him happy, and he that's like his style of music or whatever. So like, there's kind of just like that balancing act of like I love you and I want to be with you, but I don't want to, and we're in this band together, so that's kind of like now our entire relationship is kind of based on that. Yeah, but we we're actually doing kind of much better without each other, mm-hmm. and obviously you only see it from his side. Because he's the protagonist of the film. So she's kind of just like, she drops him off and then she goes away. And then he's like, kind of like seeing her like on like the internet a little bit, whatever. Like do, she's doing some like, you know, weird stuff, whatever. Um, but yeah, I mean, they're definitely like not good for one another. No. And by the end of it, like when they finally meet back up, you can see it full force. Yeah. That like she is doing really well in Paris and he kind of has like nothing at this point. It's so sad. It is. It's, it's really heartbreaking because it's like. Like he go, he ends up like doing everything that he does just to get back to her. Yeah. Like at the end of the day, I mean, like yeah, he wants his hearing back, but like at the end of the day, he's just doing all of this because he wants to be with her, mm-hmm. and and then by the end of it, he realizes how bad he is for her, and then he like makes that decision, like I need to like leave. Yeah. So Dude. he then he then leaves, and then on top of that, the surgery that he got is not nearly as advanced as he wanted it to be mm-hmm. so the hearing that he that he has sucks and it's like very choppy i love it's very static i love the sound in this movie i absolutely do too like, like it's the sound editing in this film is incredible like when like the piano scene when she's playing with her oh, father yes. oh my god i know when like he's hearing like a crackly like staticky sound to everything yeah and that's why too like i say like it might be the best depiction because we both can hear so we don't know how it is for like deaf people that like get the implants like how it is for them right like what way do they hear everything and it's just incredible to see like you know from the beginning when he's like in the shower and he's just like watching the the waterfall and he's trying to hear it and it's so muffled yeah like the sounds that they used for this film of basically like putting 
as much like pillows or something over like the sound mics. Mm -hmm. So in that way, it sounds like it's so muffled and you can't really hear it. Mm -hmm. And then switching to like actual audio where it's everybody else around him being like, okay, this like, what are you doing? What are you saying? Yeah. And it's so cool to see. Like, I've never seen a movie like that. Yeah. The sound design in this film is fan. It's really just incredible. Um, and it's kind of like a character of its own, mm-hmm. you know? Uh, yeah, I mean, like I said, like that piano scene, for, like for me, I think that piano scene may have been like my favorite. And then like that last shot, mm-hmm. because the piano scene is just like him watching his girlfriend perform with her, with his dad or with her father. And you just have like a very like deep and personal song between the two of them. And you have everybody watching. Everybody is just, just listening to this. And then you just have this like brash harsh sound of this piano and it's kind of just like a realization moment for him you know yeah and i don't know man it's just like it's incredible but again it's very heartbreaking it is and that's why too like even at the party i was blown away because it's like all he hears is static basically throughout everybody like it's so loud and it's so uncomfortable to hear yeah and then it's only in those like quiet peaceful times where he can somewhat hear somebody yeah it's really just terrible. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I mean, like, I remember when, 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 they, uh, when they first, when he gets the surgery, right? Like, when he gets enough money, he shaves his head, he gets enough money, and he actually, like, gets the, those implants. As soon as you hear, like, that click on, immediately mm-hmm. I was like, oh, shit, here we go. And, like, I was excited. I know, me too. And then, and then you hear how it sounds, and you're waiting for it to be, like, better. You're mm-hmm. waiting for it to be better because you're, like... It has to be better. Like yeah. he just spent what was it like eighty grand? It was like it was. I think they said like between forty thousand and eighty thousand yeah. could be for the surgery. So like he just he basically sold everything that he has, all the van, all of the music, pro- like production equipment, everything to you know eventually get this and and he gets the surgery and it sounds like shit and you're yeah. like okay and then he's like no 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 you got to adjust it and then you're like all right like she's gonna adjust it and we're all we're gonna be all good. And then she then, like, delivers that brutal line where it's like, listen, like, you have to realize that your eardrums no longer work. Like, we implanted these things that your brain then takes those, like, those uh, those sound waves and then interprets it into sound. So it's not actual sound. It's basically, like, false noises. Um, And, I mean, it just doesn't get any better. And And then he just you know, realizes that it's awful. I know you see like this heartbreaking, like you see like a smile when they click it on and then you see slowly that smile just disappear because it's not any better. Yeah. And it's, it's one of my favorite scenes in the film. Um, besides maybe the donut scene. Yeah. (laughs) Donut scene is when he punches it. Yeah. When he's just like (laughs) smashing it and then rebuilding it and then smashing it more. (laughs) Yeah. Um, but you know, this whole film isn't all doom and gloom. Mm-hmm. Like when he when he gets to the house and he has like you know he he kind of has like I I love that everybody is so accepting of him. It's not like yeah. one of those. It wasn't like a thing where it's like they treat him like an outsider. Like they try to all incorporate. You know everybody's just like so like loving and welcoming. And then he's kind of like the one treating them like the outsiders. Yeah, you because know? he believes that like he can get better and he's not going to end up like this. Yeah. And you just see, like, him slowly be like, okay, this is 
who I am now. Like, yeah. this is what I have to deal with. And again, like, f- for a brief moment, there is some, like, lightness. Like, he's playing with the kids. He's mm-hmm. learning. He's teaching them. Like, he's doing, like, the drums with oh, them. I-, I love that scene of, like, him teaching, like, the vibration of the drums with yeah. the kids. I mean, it's really, like, incredible. Mm-hmm. The only problem that I had with the film was that I felt like his turning happened so quickly. Suddenly, yeah. Like, it went from him, like, not knowing how to do sign language and kind of being like, I don't really want to do this. This is kind of dumb. To then, all of a sudden, just, like, immediately, like, he knows sign language. And yeah. I and I guess I kind of understand because you, because it's like we need to jump in time a little bit here to, like, keep the story moving. Because I guess the, the core of the film isn't about him learning. The core of the film is him trying to just raise enough money to, you know, get the surgery and get back to his girl. But... I do wish there was a little bit more, like maybe five to ten more minutes of him, like in like the struggling phase of learning, and then that that kind of like slow transition into acceptance, yeah, and then you know just fully like embracing it. Yeah, because you did have like one scene where it's like he's telling Lou in the RV, like, "Hey, listen, like it's gonna be okay. Like we're gonna figure this out. Like we'll go to the one place where they can help me and treat me." And then, like, the next morning, he's just, like, breaking down, like, destroying stuff. Yeah. And it's, like, okay, you see, like, that struggle and, like, that inner conflict within him. But, like, later on, it's just, like you said, it's so sudden. Yeah. Um, the bigger, more continuity issue I have is he spent all of his money getting the surgery. He has, like, nothing left at this point. Yeah. Yet somehow he has enough money to get to Paris. I don't know. Because <laughs> it know. seems like he's in, like, the Midwest yeah. in this film. I forgot where they said that they were at, but, like, it's not cheap to get a flight from the Midwest to Paris. I wouldn't imagine so. And also, it's like, well, I don't know. It's like, did did I would imagine that he probably didn't spend all of the money. I, like, he, I would imagine that it's not like during that surgery you have to take, you, you have to have the entirety right then and there. I feel like you do. I feel like it's kind of like, oh, you can finance this kind of deal. No, like, he, hey, he wanted put- everything in cash yeah, when he was selling, so it's like... Yeah, you're right, I guess. It is It is a little strange, but um, that's like a small thing, you yeah. know? I almost... I, like, towards the end, I was thinking to myself, I was like, okay, I think I know where this film is going, where once he gets the surgery and he's having, like, that really difficult talk with Joe, I was... What al- a great scene, though. It is. It's a fantastic scene, especially, too, when he's talking about, like... You know, at, Ruben's asking for money just to get his RV back. Yeah. And Joe says that powerful line of, you sound like an addict. Yeah. And it's like, oh, like they didn't really touch a lot on like his past of being an, a, an addict. Yeah. But it's just enough to be like, oh shit, like this is who he used to be. Right. Because at the end of the day, like the reason why he's so dependent on his girlfriend is because she kind of helped him get off of the heroin. Yeah. And that's why, like, she was so freaked out when, like, he smoked a cigarette. And it's like, okay, like, this could be a gateway back. Yeah. But um, I almost could, like, to myself at that point, I was like, okay, maybe they're going to do something where it's like he got the surgery, but he never goes to activate it and just stays there. And I was like, okay, cool. Like, that would be, like, kind of a heartwarming ending to it. Yeah. But then they flipped it and he goes to Paris after activating it. Yeah. And again, I mean, you have just. I don't know, like, if you if you had to sum up this entire fucking movie, like, in one shot, it's the last shot. Yes. Where it's his, he's he makes the decision to leave his girlfriend, and he makes, yeah, he, he, he's like, because, you know, Lou and him kind of have, like, that, that kind of, like, realization together, mm-hmm. and they kind of, like, cry in bed together, 
and he hugs her. And then during that scene, he was realizing how bad he is for her. Yeah. Because like, she started like itching and scratching herself. As and, soon as they brought up like going back on yeah. tour. And, uh, and then he realized like, you know, that this was kind of a mistake to come back. Yeah. And he leaves and then you just have him sitting kind of like on that park bench, you know, sidewalk bench, bus stop bench, whatever it was. And the, like the Liberty Bell of going on, well, it's not a Liberty Bell, obviously, yeah. but what like a church bell basically like going off. And it's just like, it sounds so harsh and terrible. And he's, and all like the awful noises and the, the, the city street cars going by and everything just sounds so crackly and staticky and, and like tinny and just mm. awful. And him just like sitting there and it just stays on his face. And it's just him, like, realizing, like, what a mistake this all was. I know. But such a powerful way to end it, too, with him taking off the implants. Yeah. And then just finally, what Joe has been trying to tell him, just sitting in silence. Yeah. And, and like, accepting. finding that moment. Yeah. And it, I'm so happy, too, like, that they stayed on that scene. They didn't cut it right there. They just stayed on it for, like, a good 30 seconds. Yeah. And just watched him just, like, embrace the silence and, like, find peace finally. Yeah. And it it almost seems like at this point, like, he's going to go back to the resort. And but, he, then, but he can't. <laughs> well, I mean, he has the implants, but, like, he can just not put them on and accept the fact that he uh, is see, I deaf. Don't, I don't think that Joe would allow I, him I've, back. I, I don't Joe know. kicked him out, man. Yeah, but Joe was also like, hey, we're trying to find, like, a spot for you, like, permanently to, like, right. teach the kids or something right. like that. I don't so know. So I feel like if he goes back and... Explains. He, he explains, and then he realizes like he made a mistake, and he tosses the the implants basically, and just lives into the ocean. <laughs> <laughs> Poetic, yeah. And just finally becomes who he is now. Yeah. Um. I I feel like Joe would take him back because yeah. that really is like the only option for him at this point. Well, it's not the only option. Well, he could, but he could live in France and like you know start a. Another band, <laughs> <laughs> maybe jazz. Yeah, there you go. Um, I don't know. Like, there's there's a lot to think about. Like, this movie leaves you. It's it's you know, and it's a more ambiguous ending where mm -hmm. you don't know exactly like where he's gonna go from here. Uh, so you don't know exactly like the character's landing point. You don't know if they're gonna be okay. If they're not gonna be okay. Yeah. You just know that you only know what the film gives you, and uh, I mean it's. It's intense, mm -hmm. for sure, uh, and I'm glad you liked it. I did. I, I really went into it from, like, watching the trailer. I was like, oh, fuck, this is interesting. Yeah. And then actually watching the film, I was, like, really enthralled, like, with Ruben's story and just seeing, like, where it goes. And then my fiance Jess, was with me, too, and she was like, do I have to pay attention to this? And I was like... You don't have to, but I know you're going to, like, pick up it at some point and be like, okay, I want to watch the ending. <laughs> and she did. Yeah. God, when somebody says, do I have to pay attention? Like, yes. <laughs> like, fucking just pay attention. Well, she it. she was just like, because I was like, hey, do you want to watch it with me? And she was like, kind of. I'm going to do other things on, like, my tablet. And I was like, all right. <laughs> people, but, who, people who are listening, I'm shaking my head in, in disgust right now. But she always does this, and then she ends up, like, really liking the film. Or, like, at least getting into it and wanting to see the end yeah not dune though no she watched dune yeah she, she was just like what the fuck is this movie <laughs> <laughs> like most of us <laughs> yeah i wonder like during the i don't know why we keep going back to Dune because <laughs> like, it's fun but like i wonder like during the editing of this movie like when they were sitting down and like lynch is there and they were all just like 
yep, this is the movie. This is good. <laughs> like, I wonder, like, if they were like, what the fuck are we making here? What I'm, is the plot of this? I'm sure David Lynch was like, can I put, like, four scenes of just, like, staring for five minutes? Can I do that? Yeah. And they're like, no. <laughs> He's like, fine, whatever, but I'm going to smoke a pack in, like, 40 minutes. Um, yeah, so, anyway, Sound of Metal. Mm-hmm. A really, really great indie film, small story, uh, but big fucking heartache, (laughs) you know, like a really, really great, great film. Um, And yeah, so obviously Zach and I both recommend it. Zach, how many drumsticks do you give it? Uh, I give it nine and a half drumsticks. Nice. I I broke it off like just drumming. Yeah, because you were so... I'm I'm a rocker. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Um, All right. So I have a recommendation. What is it? So, kind of in the same... No, not really. Not at all. Drums! <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, so, a YouTuber. Mm-hmm. Uh, this girl named Isabel Page. She has a YouTube channel where she kind of... She lives a life that I am a little envious of. I find it very attractive, the life that she lives. Mm-hmm. Um, and pretty much, it's kind of just like off-grid. She kind of just like travels and does whatever the hell she wants to do. Uh, Oh, you were telling me about this. And she basically, her father and mother have a big piece of land. Mm -hmm. And like, I don't know exactly where they are, but they're like in the middle of like the woods. I mean, in like the, in the middle of like the mountains somewhere seems like North. And, um, and she built a house with her dad. Like Mm -hmm. they, they, they like went off to the side of their property that they own and they just built her like a small little house. And it's like completely all like the only way that she's like able to heat it is by like a wood burning stove. That's where she does all of her cooking. That's how that's where she grows all of her own food. And if she doesn't grow it, she like gets it from like, you know, sustainable like local farms and stuff like that. Um, And it's it's crazy to me how she basically does these beautiful videos. I mean, she does crazy videos that Mm -hmm. are like. 20 30 minutes long like she puts so much time and she doesn't get a single dollar for it and it's sad because she gets like millions of views Mm -hmm. but she doesn't get a single dollar for it because the simple fact and she's fully aware of it is that she uses copyrighted music Ah. so she can't um monetize Mm -hmm. her her videos so it's like she's fully aware that she could monetize and make money but she chooses not to and I guess it's mostly just because it's like, I don't want to make this an obligation that I have to make these videos. And like, this is now my source of income that like, mm-hmm. I need to like, I feel obligated that I need to keep making these videos. So she does these videos just kind of out of pure passion. And, and you, and you sit there and you look at like the shots that she gets and you're like, what, wait a minute. So she's filming herself hiking up this mountain mm-hmm. and you're like, okay, so in order for her to get this shot, she had to hike up this mountain, then go off to the side, place the camera down, then go hike back down the mountain, and then, hike then back reverse up. back up and go back up the mountain, pass the camera, and then go grab the camera. <laughs> and you're like, that's a lot of fucking work for like a 30-second shot mm-hmm. for no compensation. <laughs> and uh, it's crazy. But, I mean, she makes really beautiful videos. Her videos are like very just like relaxing and just she's just she's just weird she's definitely like strange like she really quirky yeah like for like definitely but like the one thing that i just like like about her is how just authentically 100 percent she is like her her, she is herself and she's Mm -hmm. not like faking anything 
at least it seems. Um, and yeah, I mean, she's just she's great. So her name is Isabel Page, uh, and I highly recommend her uh, her videos. She's she's great. And again, she really kind of like shows you kind of like that off grid kind of style of living, which I find very uh, like I said, like I find that that lifestyle very attractive. Well, we've camped before. We have. But not a. <laughs> we were also drunk the entire three days, <laughs> like from start to finish. Yeah, pretty much. Um, anyway, so I recommend Isabel Page. Nice. Sound of Metal. Zach, what are we doing next? Frank, for our movie discussion, we are going to be talking about when are movie series too much? Mm-hmm. When does a movie series become its own worst enemy? Yeah. All right. Cool. So look forward to that. Zach, take us out. All right, guys. Thank you for listening. Now, Frank. Okay, poops. Dance time.